Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in March of 2023. And welcome to episode 104, How Do You Review? Ooh, I can't wait to talk about this one. First, we want to give a shout out to a couple of different sets of people. First, Pam and Kim from last week. I mean, it was so amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I mean, we both know how busy we all, the four of us are, mm-hmm. but they, but I, I mean, Pam is extra busy. Yes. <laughs> you know, she's like a, a nationwide world traveler. And worldwide. I know it's so hard yeah. to get her to, you know, be in one spot. So we just got so lucky. So thank you both so thank much you. for taking the time. It was such a treat talking to them. And I hope we can continue the conversation, you know, because I don't know if we actually answered the question or (laughs) if we just kind of went around it. So we we might have to have like a round two. Well, that might be months and months from now, right? Right, right. (laughs) Well, we also want to give a shout out to our book club members. We had our first book club meet uh, last Saturday, well, by the time this drops, we'll have our second book club meet. But True. our first book club meeting, we had 11 people plus the two of us, so 13 of us, to discuss chapter one of Rough Draft Math. Yeah, it was so good. I know. I, and I was really – listen, I'm going to put put a little plug in there for me, but I was really proud of my, my sketch notes that I did from our conversation. So I'm going to try to do that again because that was fun and – yeah, it was. I, I'm kind of. I feel like I'm getting a. It's a new rabbit hole, Laura, and I'm getting addicted to this. Surprise! Um, it's, but it is. It is fun to do. And we also want to shout out Andrea for sharing her notes yes. with us. Yes, yes, yeah. her notes were so good too. So if if you missed the first book club meeting, you can still join. No problem. Just fill out the Google form. You know, you know where it is, right? Yeah. Join us. Join us. It's a good time. We have fun. We do. Well, I have a reflection from this week, which actually was about last week's episode with Pam and Kim. And remember how they were talking about, you know, having to write up your objective, you know, your I can statement here, we call it our board configuration. And I don't think I got to mention this specifically, but I had wanted to, where I even tell my teachers, don't write up the content standard, write up one of the math thinking and reasoning standards, or for everybody else in the country, the SMPs, the standards for mathematical practice, because those are K to 12 process standards that even though we don't give a grade for them, it's habits that we want the kids to be able to have for math thinking for K to 12. So So I'm going to use those. Right. I'm going to put you on the spot though, Laura. So can you give me an example of one? Yes. Which one would you want? Do you want one of the SMPs or one of the MTRs? Whichever ones you have handy right there that you could just pull up real quick. Okay. So I, I know that one of the SMPs says model with mathematics. 
Like okay. that's legit one of the SMPs, which we talked about modeling a lot last week and the week before, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's having kids basically think think with their pencil, as one of my coworkers like to say, oh, like because that. you're you're putting it out there, whatever you're thinking about, reasoning about, but that someone else can see your thinking, right? Nice. So yeah, why no, can't like we put that. that instead of today? I can find the area. Right? Right. Right. <laughs> well, and and I've shared this with you before on, and I think on the podcast as well, but I also like to have broader I can statements, right? Objectives where it's not so specific because then you're erasing the board every day. I mean, who wants yeah. to do that? That's the other thing, right? But yeah, again, you're like giving out the information without the kids having to discover it. So that's that's the negative of it. But anyway – what I like to do is if, so let's say I'm a unit on adding and subtracting fractions, then I've just added, like I will add and subtract fractions by building them, drawing them and writing them. So Mm -hmm. if you do it like that, then you've covered all your bases, I feel like, because that's what we're doing constantly all the time throughout the entire unit. So why not have something a little bit more broad? Yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's I want to see the research that says you need to have this up on the board every day for children. I mean, really, five year olds are they going to look at this and see it? No, we know it's for the leadership, whoever that is, school based, district based, regional based, that walk in the room to say, oh, that's what they're doing today. Like. Come on. Right. And I, right. And I, I do, I mean, I think that it is supposed to be meant as a, as a way for kids to know where they're going in their learning, but, but good teachers will do that. I I don't feel like that's something that needs to be explicitly written on a board. I I think that, I think that. I have to go back before you were (laughs) teaching back in the dark, dark ages when I first started teaching we would have one of our parts of our evaluation, which was on triplicate paper, okay? And it was the codes of the left side and the right side. You you never had that, did you? I'm going to have to show you one of mine. Yeah. Where one of the things said, basically like you, oh gosh, I wish I remember exactly what it says, but you tell the kids what they're going to be learning during the day. Oh, I, I so have to find one of those. It doesn't say exactly that, but um, oh my gosh, I'm I'm gonna have to find it for sure. I'm gonna write it down. Okay, you know if I don't okay. write it down, I'm not gonna find it. But yes, one of my original, I'm writing it original evaluations. Yep, because like preview content. I think that's what right. it's been on there. Something like that. But, but that you actually had to state it. Yeah. Well, then some genius probably heard at some conference and said, oh, maybe we should write it on the board too. And then poof, you know how that works in education, right? Yeah. Um, Although I do think there is some research around it, right? I'm trying to think, was it ever mentioned in Peter's book that it's important for kids to know where they are in their learning? Yeah, but that's different with every specific teeny tiny thing. Right? Yeah, it's definitely in there. Let me read this. So this is from Building Thinking Classrooms, Laura. And it, and I think, well, let me just read it and let's let's talk about it. 
for someone to be able to navigate by land or by sea, they need two pieces of information, where they are and where they are going. Both pieces of information are vital and of equal value. If they don't know where they are going, they are destined to get lost. And if they don't know where they are, well, then they are already lost. The same is true of students trying to navigate their own learning. They need to know where they are and where they're going. In the context of a thinking classroom or any classroom, where they are is what they understand, know, and or are able to do. And where they are going within the scope of a unit of study is what they have not yet learned, don't yet understand, and or are not yet able to do. So I guess what I'm what I'm getting at with that, and that was on page 234, by the way, if you have the book, is that it is important for students to know where they are in their learning, but you don't want to give it all away, right? right so it's, a, it's like, like, let's say, let's go back to your adding and subtracting fractions thing. You know, if a kid knows that that's the unit that they're in, I, to me, I took that as, you know, oh, I can add unit fractions. Then I can add fractions with different denominators or, you know, non-unit fractions or something like that. But I don't think, yes, the kid should know where, what they can and can't do, but I don't think we have to tell them what's coming every single day. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I agree with you. I just don't know. I don't know in the text or like in that, in what I just read, how that, how that like, I mean, it kind of goes back to the rubric, right? Of us or whatever spreadsheet you keep to say, oh, the kid mastered adding unit fractions. The kid has now mastered adding non-unit fractions. Um, Now we're adding fractions or we're adding mixed numbers and then we're adding fractions with different denominators. Like the, the different components of adding and subtracting fractions are all within. So, but I think just leaving up adding and subtracting fractions gives it away enough. Right. And I, I guess my question too is, or what I'm what I'm questioning now is, I don't know if I've ever met a fifth grader that's that self aware. No, know? they're not. Like, right? Who's no. able to identify? Oh, I can do it with unit fractions, but I can't do it with fractions with different denominators. Like, I I I don't I don't see them being that self aware. And I've never I don't think I've ever taught a kid in 15 years that has been able to say, oh, I know how to do this, but I don't know how to do like and specifically state. The, the skill or strategy that they don't know how to do. And maybe is that something we should be doing, like the kids should be doing, because shouldn't they know what they're what they are capable of and what they haven't yet learned? Yeah, I don't I, that's the question. I, I, I don't know. know. And wow. does that listen need to be written on the board? This is like not the episode that we wanted to talk about, but now all of a sudden it's it it raises some interesting ponderings, I guess. It does. Huh. All right. We we might have to save that for Put a, a pin in this. Yeah. We'll save, right. that, save that one too for a future episode, right? So now we yeah. already have two ready to go. Well, I wanted to share some good news because okay, go for it. yesterday and this morning with after I had met with the teacher to tell her what I was going to be modeling about, I brought in a whole bunch of balance scales. Now I got them from, I think, EAI, where it's plastic. They're mini balances, and you actually put these little plastic things on each side Mm -hmm. to balance it out because they were trying, they were still having trouble with 
not just balancing equations, but figuring out, you know, like seven plus what equals 20 minus five, right? So we, I showed them virtually first and then I showed them with my huge balance scale that I have there. And then they got to do it a little bit yesterday. And this one kid this morning was like, I had so much fun with you yesterday. I was like, well, I'm coming back today. And he's like, yes. You know, they couldn't wait to get their hands on learning and understanding. Nice. Yeah, I know. All right, let's get into today's episode, which was how do you review? Yeah, okay. What not to do first? Yeah. <laughs> let's, well, what we think is not helpful in reviewing. Okay. Uh, well, no. cr- cr- cramming the day before is not oh. helpful. I'll tell you that as a student, as a student, as a, as a teacher, that's never something that you want to encourage because it just... I mean, this is why the summer slide happens, right? Let's be honest and real about this because it goes into short-term memory and kids don't see the value of retaining it for longer than the test. And then that, and then they come back the next year and they're like, we never did this. We don't know this. And right? so why do you think in all the years past that our geometry measurement and data domains have been our lowest scoring Domains, uh, maybe because we're trying to cram it in at the end of the year. They don't know it. They don't have time to really understand it. Oh, and then guess what? And then they take the big test. And then the same thing happens the next year. And then the same, we're perpetuating this, right? Yeah. 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 Cramming. You You know when cramming worked for me in college when I had to memorize lists or things that it didn't really matter in the long run. Like I remember this one class I had to take of, and I don't know if you did, but like the different theorists of education. And I just remember like, like writing out some kind of quick mnemonic. Okay. Memorize it, go and take the test and it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember any of that stuff. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. No. So programming, yeah, no. The second one that we're not going to do is freaking packets. Yeah, just where it's let's do, let's do five questions every day for thirty or 15 days or thirty questions every day for thirty days. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to help a kid learn anything. Right. You know, I'm still having people resist. Uh, having kids use manipulatives because, and their reasoning is, well, they don't get to use it on a test. And my comeback every time is, well, they're just learning about it now. So why don't right. we let them learn with the manipulatives I, I, and then move them to representational and abstract as they're using the manipulatives? I don't, uh, okay. All right. So no cramming, no review packets. So what yeah, do so we, then how do you how do what do you do? Because that I feel like is what we've all done. And I mean, I've even I've done it. I've, I've done given it. I, me too. I've I've done the 30-day countdown and the let's do these five countdown. questions. Right, right, whatever it is. Um, but I think I, I think a better way, maybe, is to I mean, you still have to you have to review. Right? Yeah. It, like yeah. you, you do have to take some time to go back and spiral through 
teaching that has or topics that have been taught and you need to go back to. But I think that there's better ways in using games. I think games are, right, really beneficial for that. So I'm thinking anything from Jenny Bay Williams, from her Figuring Out Fluency book, from um, what was the site that she shared with us, like the Kentucky Center for Learning District. Yeah, Center for Learning. That's what it is. Yep. I'll put that in the show. So anything from there. Um, Open Middle, obviously, that would be really great for review. So just uh, any of those resources that we constantly go back to if we're trying to be specific. But I also think that it's important to remember that math is not something – like you can't just master it in a day. So Correct. Which, again – that makes me so upset when, okay, now we're on, you know, lesson nine out of the chapter and we're done and tomorrow's the test. No, that makes no yeah. sense. They've had no time to solidify their learning, especially right. about lessons seven, eight, and nine, whatever those were, right? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yes. And those I mean, are always the harder ones, right? Okay. Because – Of course. <laughs> You've like you've progressive, and that makes sense because you got to start. You got to start a little bit lower to bring them up to where you want them to go. Right. But then they really don't know what they need to know for the assessment um, time. But so and yeah, so you can't learn it in a day. So you have to review. So I do like to do a spiral review question you know, every day. And mm-hmm. so that's something that I've always done. And that's also why I always try to do homework that is not from the current unit, from, some, right. from before, from previous learning, so that it's not just we're going to cram before this test. It's it's you've seen this, you have practiced, hopefully you've, you know, you've continued this thinking um, because you can't you you can't just do it all in one day and that's it and never revisit it. Uh, the other thing I was thinking was you know different tasks and when I'm thinking of different tasks I'm thinking of mild medium spicy which yeah. I did with the balancing equations with the second graders and they loved it. I was like okay everyone here's your mild task and then you get two mediums and a spicy and actually only one duo got to the second medium one. We ran out of time. I only had 30 minutes with them. But they were all like, oh, we get a medium. And then what's this one that's spicy? Oh my gosh. Like they could not wait. So I'm thinking of, you know, if you're going to do review, please get them up at the vertical non-permanent surfaces and have them, I don't know, work together, think together, talk together build together, draw together, write together. I don't know. Just, you know, my mantra. That's a good idea. No, I like that. I I like the idea of doing it up at the wipe books instead of at their desks. So Mm -hmm. thank you for that because I think I've usually just had them on their own. Like it was more independent, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But no, that's good. I like that. Uh, and I to jump to jump on that with the mild, medium, and spicy. I did that too, actually, just this week. So I we were doing oh god, composite figures. We were supposed to get to the volume of composite figures, but they couldn't even find the area of composite figures. So I, I mean, I had to spend time two days over area of composite figures uh-huh. before I can even get 
to volume. The, the third dimension, but, right? Yeah. But I got to, um, yeah, I did some mild questions where I actually did these figures, just L shapes from, I did, went on Mathagon and I created them. So I did just tiles and like snipped it, right? Screenshotted it and then put it in uh, a, like a, almost like a worksheet that I created, but it was, you know, it's for the, to kind of scaffold them through it. So one that had, so a few that had tiles on them. So those were my mild ones because uh, really they could just count, count them all. Right. Right. But, right. but I, there, there's value in counting. Absolutely. Like they, they need to be able to see why we're cutting it in the places that we're cutting it. Yes. Or they're not going to understand why we're cutting it that way, right? And that's where you get the cut from the one corner of the L to the other corner and you're not creating rectangles and you're creating trapezoid shapes, right? Okay. So that was one. That was my mild. My medium obviously was just with like just a solid L figure and just numbers or grids on the side so they could still see oh, the, like how much, right? Yeah. Um, and then my my spicy was not an L figure, but like a almost like a C figure. So nice. it was a little bit more, more rectangles that they had to cut as opposed to just two. Did you bring in cube conversation? cube. Oh, I we've been doing that. I've been preloading oh. that for like a month before we actually got to volume so that at least they, they made could... a connection that oh, that's yes. volume. Okay. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did all that. Although I <laughs> when I asked them what area was, they no all clue. were able to tell me I know. right? Length okay. times width. So they all said length times width, oh, and I said yes, God. but length times width of length and width of what? Nothing. What is it that you're finding length and width to? And yeah, nothing, nothing. nothing. They're like, oh, the, it's the it's the thing around the shape, and I'm like, no, that's perimeter. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh, I said, no. but what is the shape that you that has the length and a width? And they, all of them, every single one of them, no clue. No oh. hands went up. No, like no clue. That was shocking to me. Yikes and yikes. Because even my like, you know, my 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 ones who have done really well on the standardized assessment right. and who have gotten the top score, which is five, right? In our district, right? Or they in the, in the right, um, still could not tell me that it was an area of a rectangle. Like that's scary to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. So games, tasks, up at the white books, spiral review daily. What else you got? I mean, we've I've done some computer programs too where I will spiral the review. So I'm thinking like we use iReady in our district. So I, I'll assign things like that. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if it's as – no, it's, it's if not. If it's really good, if that's a really good suggestion, Khan Academy also. Yeah, not that that's the that's the answer, but I guess it's better than nothing. I don't know, Laura. Any others that you can think of? I mean, to me, the computer. If you're just gonna use a computer program, blech. But if you're gonna use like Greg Tang's games, you know, right. as yeah, definitely do that. Or where else do I? I you know. If you're trying to review like computation, 
have them do Ken Ken puzzles, you know, right. things that, that we do without even thinking of it, right? Like I'm yeah. trying to think back, like what other things do I give to the kids? I mean, uh, estimisteries, estimation clipboard, like especially with the estimisteries because it gives the clues that are grade level appropriate for kids, like third, fourth, and fifth. They talk about, you know, factors and multiples and things of that nature, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, anything that's fun. <laughs> I think that's the key. You have to make it fun, right? So if you're going to just yeah. say, oh, do 30 minutes of Khan Academy, that's not going to be fun for any kid. No. But if you keep it as a here's, – here's a choice, right? Here's right. – where is it that your learning is is – Where's your weakness? Okay, now I have I'm giving you this resource. Go ahead and take a look at what what you think you need to practice and and there's your practice, right? right. So I think that it, it depends on how you present it to kids. True. True. So and, maybe and bringing back what we just talked about in the intro, right? It is right. where are you in your learning and you decide, you make the choices because choice is important for kids. Huge. I never, ever want to give them a game where they don't have choice anymore. That's like yeah. built into my DNA now, you know, right. thanks to Graham and Tracy and Jenny and John. Those are just, it, it's in my DNA. I know. Agreed. Listeners, if you have any other advice for us about how to review, go ahead and write it down and tag us on this post on Twitter. That'd be great. Your challenge, of course, for this week is to join our book club. We will be, let's see, when this drops, our next book club meeting, we will be discussing chapter three, right? Because chapter two is coming up this Saturday. Yes. Yes. All right. Can't wait to see everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.